Psalm 75 for the chief musician to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, God. We give thanks for your name is near. Men tell about your wondrous works. When I choose the appointed time, I will judge blamelessly. The earth and all its inhabitants quake. I will firmly hold its pillars. Selah. I said to the arrogant, don't boast. I said to the wicked, don't lift up the horn. Don't lift up your horn on high. Don't speak with a stiff neck. For neither from the east, nor from the west, nor yet from the south comes exaltation. But God is the judge. He puts down one and lifts up another. For in Yahweh's hand there is a cup, full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out. Indeed, the wicked of the earth drink and drink to its very dregs. But I will declare this forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. I will cut off all the horns of the wicked, but the horns of the righteous shall be lifted up. Another Psalm of Asaph. We're going through the patch of um, Psalms of Asaph. There's 11 of them in a row here. And this one is a prophetic Psalm of judgment. <laughs> It's a mouthful, isn't it? So this whole psalm is about what God's going to do. He's going to put down the wicked and he's going to lift up the righteous. God's going to judge people and decide who's good and who's not and sort it all out. In verse 3, it says, The earth and all its inhabitants quake. Now, the earth, the earth and all its inhabitants. So it's not just the people that are going to quake. It's the earth itself. Now, um, a lot of people, when they read that, they think they think overly literally, and they think it's gonna it's talking about like an earthquake, you know, like the actual physical land shaking. You know, we've we've been alive through earthquakes. Um, I travelled to America with my wife, and I downloaded this earthquake app. <laughs> And you can probably download it here if you want, and it'll tell you every earthquake that goes on in your area. And I woke up in the morning and looked at the app, and I was astounded. You know, through the night, I'd lived through you know, like twelve earthquakes. You know, it was they were all like little ones, like one and two and three on the Richter scale. They were so low you couldn't feel them. But in California, they're happening all the time. But every now and then, there'll be a big one. You know, a five or six, or even an eight. You know, when they get up to seven, eight, nine, they're the really bad ones. When we read in the Bible that it says the earth will quake, we think earthquake. But that's generally, mostly, not what the Bible's talking about. What it's usually talking about is the shaking of society or the shaking of, you know, the, the systems of people. It says if the earth and its inhabitants quake, um, does it mean that God's, you know, if you're going to take it super literally, <laughs> Does it mean that God's going to reach out and give the earth an earthquake and then reach out and touch every single person, the inhabitants, and give them a little shake too? No. When it, when it talks about people, we know that God's not going to physically reach out and shake everyone. <laughs> but it's also talking about the earth as well. It's, it's talking about the culture, the society. God's going to shake it. God's going to shake it up. Have you ever heard someone say... Uh, you know, things are so toxic around here, we need a little shake-up. <laughs> well, it's like that. God gives things a little shake-up when they're needed. 
And this psalm was a prophetic psalm of judgment and it was all about the fact that there was going to be a point when God was going to reach out and give a little shake-up <laughs> or a big shake-up. And um, this psalm's interesting because it goes in and out between the voice of Asaph, the one who wrote the psalm, but some of the, some of the verses, it's clearly not Asaph, it's God speaking. So in verse 2, in verse 3, it's not Asaph saying that I will um, shake the earth, but I will hold the pillars firm. That's not Asaph saying that, that's God saying that. In verse 4, it says, I said to the arrogant, don't boast. I said to the wicked, don't lift up the horn. Well, that could be God saying that, or it could be Asaph saying that. Asaph could be realizing, oh, God's going to judge the earth, so wicked people, don't boast. Verse 7, God is the judge. He puts one down and he lifts up another. Well, that's Asaph speaking now. So you see there's different people taking turns. Now, and of course he goes on to make this distinction in this psalm about the wicked will be forced to drink the drink that God gives them, you know, wine and spices, drink it right down to their dregs. In other words, God's going to make a nasty drink and make the wicked drink it. Now, this is actually what happened to Israel. Israel got judged by the Lord several times, in fact, multiple times, but several big and significant times. And this is one of the very, very interesting things about the Bible. You know, people say, oh, um, you know, the Bible is just a made-up book. You know, Christianity is just an invented religion. People say these things, but they don't know anything at all. And um, sometimes people have invented religions, that's true, and I can think of a few, like um, Christian science, for, you know, the Christian scientist, for example, is a religion that's been completely invented and um, it's full of things that cannot be proven. And when it speaks about itself, it always speaks in the most glowing terms. <laughs> but in the Bible, whenever it speaks of God's own people, it's just honest. Sometimes the Lord says the most wonderful things about his people, you know, consider Jerusalem and how lofty she is and how strong are her ramparts. So God will say wonderful things about his people, but sometimes he just says, I'm going to judge the wicked and the wicked is his own people. He says, I'm going to make them drink my drink right down to the dregs. And he did. God judged Jerusalem and Israel several times. He judged them with Babylon. He judged them with the Assyrians coming. And Israel, the northern ten tribes were destroyed and taken away, but the two southern tribes survived. Great story, that with King Hezekiah. Then later on, the Babylonians came. The southern nation was judged. The two tribes taken away. That's where Daniel and all these people come from in exile, all those great parts of the Bible. But later on, um, the Romans came and completely destroyed Jerusalem. And this is, I think, the part where it says that God would make them drink the drink to the very dregs. He made them drink it all. If you want to know um, about the judgment that God declared over, over Israel, go and watch my Deuteronomy 28 video. It's the ultimate judgment prophecy, way, saddest chapter in the Bible, way back when we did the Deuteronomy videos. And here we've got a psalm that agrees with it. So often we think that God's going to judge the wicked. Oh, that's a good thing. And we think, oh, the wicked, they're other people. They're not us. Or we think it's people who aren't in church. We don't think that in God's mind, the thing that cheeses him off the most is his own people who sometimes don't do what they're supposed to do and they know what they're supposed to do. So you think about the Israelites. 
They were the only nation in the world that was given the law. They were given the words of God. They were the only nation that knew who God was. They alone should have known better, but they didn't. That nation turned its back on God and did not do what he wanted them to do, so God judged them. Now, he judged other nations as well, but this is the nation that should have known better. So there are things, you know, in the Old Testament, like God said to Abraham, I will bless you, and through you, all nations will be blessed. So God's plan was always that Israel, the descendants of Abraham, would bless all the other nations. But Israel, they came to a point where they hogged the blessings for themselves. In fact, it got so bad that by the time Jesus came, the Pharisees would not even go into the house of a non-Jew. In fact, even where Jesus lived, Jesus lived in the north of Israel, among the Samaritan area and the area of Galilee. And uh, those people up there, they knew about the law. Um, they, a lot of them were Samaritans. They worshipped God in, in according to the first five books of the Bible. But the Jews wouldn't even enter the same house where those people were. These are the same people that were supposed to be a blessing to all nations, but they basically said that God is a blessing to us and we're having nothing to do with those unclean, horrible people. So when Jesus came along, he actually didn't think like that, of course. He actually ate with tax collectors and sinners. He went into their homes. One of his own disciples was a tax collector and the Pharisees asked him, why do you eat with tax collectors and sinners? Well, see, in the Pharisees' mind, those people were the wicked. But in Jesus' mind, the Pharisees were the wicked. So this psalm, Psalm 75, um, it says in verse 4, I said to the arrogant, don't boast. Well, who were the ones boasting in the time of Jesus? The Pharisees. And historically, you know, the greatest judgment on Jerusalem was the destruction of Jerusalem, when the whole Jewish system was, was basically put to the sword. And in the, in the book of Hebrews, he says that, you know, these things are obsolete and soon will pass. And yeah, the whole Jewish system did soon pass away. No more priests, no more sacrifices, no more temple. It's gone. The Judaism we have in the world today is not the Judaism of that time. It's, it's more like Christianity based on the Old Testament only. That's more like what Judaism is in the world today. And... Um, so this is a prophetic psalm of judgment and it's, it's speaking into the future of what God was going to do. He was going to judge the wicked and put them down and lift up the righteous, but the wicked and the righteous were all within his own people. It's like, the, it's like in Matthew 25 where Jesus tells the parable of the sheep and the goats and it turns out the sheep and the goats are all within God's family. Some of God's family love him and serve him. They're the sheep. Some of them are wicked they think they're good, but no, they're not. They're the goats. So this is a psalm that kind of makes that distinction, except we have to be careful not to think the wicked are all those people out there because sometimes we ourselves are the wicked and we have to be careful to purify our own hearts. So Lord, may that not be us. May our hearts not be wicked. I ask, Lord, that if, if there's anything within us that's proud or arrogant or unbending or unyielding or Lord, we're, we're too conceited to see our own wrongs. I pray you'd forgive us and open our eyes and help us not to be conceited or look down on others or deprive others of blessings or withhold the good that you've given to us from others. Help us, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.